Welcome to worship in the West Highland Peninsula Churches. Wherever you are and whoever you are, you're very welcome to join us. Today we're going to look at the story of Joseph, a story that was very popular in Sunday schools and became even more widely known with the musical Joseph and His Technicolored Dreamcoat. But don't worry, I'm not planning to do a song and dance routine. Throughout his life, Joseph had many ups and downs, but he knew that God was with him throughout. And our call to worship? Words from the letter to the Church of Philippi. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, pray with thanksgiving and present your request to God. Let us worship God. Thank you that you never let us go, nor do you treat us as we deserve. Instead, you renew us, reshape us, redeem us, and for this we give you thanks and praise. Merciful God, when we have not paid attention to our neighbour, forgive us, 
when we have let the lonely stay lonely, forgive us. When we have let those who are vulnerable stay vulnerable, forgive us. Forgiving God, help us to become the people who build up our neighbourhoods with a love for our neighbour and care for the weak. In time to come, help us to redeem bitterness towards others. In time to come, help us to speak of the pain in our lives. In time to come, help us to seek you in every part of our lives. Comforting God, be with us, we pray. When life hurts and when we make dis- when we face decisions that we would never choose to face. May you always be that God to us, and may we always be your children. So be it. Amen. Reading from Genesis chapter 39 at verse 1. <clears throat> now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favour in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and all of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well built and handsome, and after a while, His master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties and none of the household servants was inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him this story. That Hebrew slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master heard the story his wife told him, saying, This is how your slave treated me, he burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. Amen. When I looked at today's reading and thought about the story of Joseph's life, in some ways it reminded me of a game of snakes and ladders. 
climbing up and sliding down. We see something of both in the reading we've just heard. But before looking at that, I want to go back earlier in Joseph's life. Joseph was one of the twelve sons of Jacob, one of the youngest two. He was Jacob's favourite son. We're told that he loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he'd been born to him in his old age. Joseph was probably rather spoilt. For instance, his father gave him a very fine coat. Older translations of the Bible describe it as a coat of many colours, and there is the musical Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. More recent translations describe it as ornate or a coat with sleeves. Whatever it looked like, it was a special gift from father to his favourite son. Favouritism often, if not always, leads to trouble. And we're also told that when Joseph's brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. We're also told that Joseph had brought a bad report about his brothers to his father, although we're not given any details. The relationship with his brothers deteriorated even further when Joseph told them about dreams he'd had, which showed that they and his parents would bow down before him. I think that many families would have found such pronouncements trying. Joseph was about 17 years old when all this happened. Then one day, when Joseph had been sent to visit his brothers who were out in the countryside with the flocks, his brothers saw the opportunity to get rid of him. Initially, they wanted to kill him, but instead sold him to passing Ishmaelite traders who took him to Egypt. Joseph had gone from a favoured, comfortable life to being sold as a slave, travelling as a slave on an arduous journey to Egypt, and being sold as a slave in Egypt. In some ways, one could see it as slithering down a very long snake on the board game. Favoured son, to slave in foreign land. And that is where today's reading started. It was Potiphar, the captain of Pharaoh's guard, who bought Joseph as a slave. We heard that the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in everything he did. Potiphar saw this, made Joseph his attendant, and then put Joseph in charge of the whole household. He entrusted to Joseph's care everything he owned. Potiphar had come to trust Joseph. This would not have happened overnight. Joseph would have had to earn Potiphar's trust. He must have worked hard and reliably, using his God-given talents. 
Joseph rose up the ranks in the household and became the manager or steward of all that Potiphar owned. Joseph climbed a ladder, slave to running his master's affairs. And for a time all went well, we heard, from the time Potiphar put Joseph in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Then we come to the episode in today's reading where Potiphar's wife repeatedly tries to seduce Joseph and, when she cannot succeed, she lies and falsely accuses him of trying to rape her. A scorned woman taking revenge? Or a woman presenting a version of events favourable to her in case Joseph or anyone else Tells her husband what really happened? Whatever her motivation, she lies, and Joseph, although innocent, is thrown into prison. From running his master's affairs to being a prisoner. A descent down another long snake. But this was not the end of the story. If we continued reading the account in Genesis, we would find that in prison, the Lord was still with Joseph and granted him favour in the eyes of the prison warden, who put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison and made Joseph responsible for all that was done there. Joseph earned the prison warden's trust and was given responsibility. His living conditions would have improved. Again, this trust would not have been earned overnight. Joseph must have worked hard and honestly, using his God-given talents. He was climbing another ladder. Still a prisoner, but now a trusted supervisor with better living conditions. During this time, Joseph interpreted the dreams of two other prisoners who had been Pharaoh's servants. The interpretations, which Joseph clearly said came from God, proved to be true, and one of the prisoners was returned to his former role, but forgot all about Joseph until two years later, when Pharaoh himself had dreams that he wanted someone to interpret. Joseph was taken from prison and presented to Pharaoh and interpreted Pharaoh's dreams, again stating that the interpretations came from God. The dreams meant that there would be seven years of plentiful harvests in Egypt, followed by seven years of famine. Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of preparations for the famine and gave him great authority. Pharaoh said, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace 
and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. From prisoner to second only to Pharaoh in the land. The ladder has reached even greater heights. We're told that Joseph was 30 years old when he entered Pharaoh's service, about 13 years after being sold by his brothers. In his new role, he again worked hard with his God-given talents and prepared for the famine to come. When the famine struck Egypt and the surrounding countries, Joseph's work not only enabled the Egyptians to survive, but he was also able to save his own father and brothers from starvation. Throughout the ups and downs of his life, we hear that God was with Joseph, and Joseph was aware of God's presence. Joseph did his best, whatever the circumstances. He behaved honestly and uprightly, showing himself to be trustworthy. He used his God-given abilities and worked diligently. Now, this is where there is a big difference from a ball game of snakes and ladders. In the game, the throw of a die may land you on a snake or a ladder. You may go rapidly down or rapidly up, both being matters of chance. You have no control. Joseph may have had little, if any, control over the downs in his life, the people and circumstances that sold him to the Ishmaelite traders, sold him a slave in Egypt, imprisoned him on a false charge. But he could choose how to respond to the such situations in which he then found himself. He didn't just complain about what had happened. He didn't spend all his time blaming others or blaming God for what had happened. He got on and did the best that he could, knowing that God was with him. He acted responsibly and earned trust. He actively worked with God and climbed the ladder. It wasn't just a matter of chance. Whatever the ups and downs in our lives, God will be with us as he was with Joseph. Like Joseph, we will have choices about how we respond to a situation. It may be far from easy, but if we listen to God, we will make the right choices, using our God-given abilities, doing our best in the situation, to serve God and to serve others. Amen. God of love, as we take time to pray for our others, as well as ourselves, we ask you to hold those who have been deprived of love in our world. May you be with those who feel unloved or who have found love to be painful. We pray for those who have been traumatized by the breakdown of a marriage, a relationship, a friendship, May you be with them all, assuring them of your presence and your endless love. We pray for all who struggle to love. We take time to remember those who have been betrayed, 
as well as those who bear the physical and mental scars of difficult relationships. May you be with them all, assuring them of your presence and your endless love. God of young and old, we thank you that you love us as love us all as your children. Our world is full of complex relationships, roller coasters of joy and sorrow, pleasure and pain, laughter and tears. Blessed with the gift of your love, may you help us to never forget the love we have enjoyed with those who are no longer with us. Help the flame of love to continue to burn brightly in our hearts and assure us that your love will never let us down, nor let us go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We now come to our response. How we respond to all that God gives us. What can we offer God? Of ourselves? our time, our possessions. Let us pray. We bring you only what is yours, loving, ever-present God, that you might use these offerings and the givers for the building up of your kingdom and the glory of your name. Amen. And we draw our prayers together in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever. Amen.
will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with us, with all whom we love, and with all God's children everywhere. Amen.